You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You, you feel this this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. Well, I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank caller. Prank caller. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to Packernet After Dark. This is the call-in show of the Packernet Podcast Network. If you'd like to call in, if you'd like to participate in the show... Please feel free to do so. The phone number here is 608-501-0718. New callers go directly to the front of the line. Uh, We don't have any new callers today. I do want to say, though, just very quickly, I'm going to do everything I can to get through all of these calls. We have 19 calls. It'll probably be some today, some for tomorrow's morning podcast. Um, As for tomorrow, because the game is done, I, I... It's always weird. Like, for example, let's say the Packers lose. It's weird to to start a call and it's like, oh, let's go. Packers are going to have a great game. I hope that we're going to score seven. You know, it's like, so at least don't call until the start of the game. Now, it's still going to have the same effect. There's still these awkward things where people call in and start talking about stuff that we already know the answer to. But I like the live call in thing. So, So I start the timer when the game starts or at least real close to it. So just keep that in mind because I don't want your call to get scrapped. Wait until the game starts, then call in. All right, let's get to the first caller of the D. Wait. Hey, Ryan. Hey, Aaron. Coming from Eau Claire, Wisconsin. What up? Um, I am excited about the playoff game this weekend. Um, I do not expect a Packers victory um, because I just generally don't expect uh, victories, like certain outcomes, Especially for, you know, a team that is sort of the underdog. Um, right. Um, I don't typically expect uh, anything specific out of that. But um, I will say this. If I were the Cowboys, or if I was a Cowboys fan, I would be feeling a little queasy about this game this weekend. Yeah. Um, because... There is some history there. I kind of feel like the Cowboy fans out there probably feel a little bit uh, the feel about the Packers, uh, how Packers fans feel about the uh, 49ers in exactly. that uh, sort of that sense of this team has had our number. Uh, we haven't been able to overcome that. And, of course, you know, it's a, it's a new team. It's um, a lot of new players. Jordan Love feels like a bit of a reset. But at the same time, um, I I would feel nervous knowing that Mike McCarthy has, you know, had a lot of playoff experience, but has also um, kind of had some meltdowns in the playoffs as well. So I... Um, wouldn't be surprised if Cowboys fans are feeling a little nervous. Not, not necessarily that uh, the Packers are so good that uh, you know that everyone just should just feel nervous about them. But, um, but just because uh, you know, once it's, once you're in the playoffs, anything can happen. And um, a lot of times, the regular season darlings, um, you know, end up for one reason or another, kind of. Uh, melting down a little bit in the playoffs. So we'll see what happens. Um, you know, if, uh, if the Cowboys beat the Packers, I think well deserved. Uh, you know, no surprises there. But if the Packers can somehow come away with the win, um, I think they're going to, you know, feel like they can beat anybody. So yeah, that's how it all goes. And, uh, go pack go. 
Yeah, I mean, D- Dallas should absolutely be nervous. I mean, th- there's just no doubt about that. Um, and it's not even just because of um, the Packers. I mean, it's, it's it, you laid out pretty much every point I wanted to make. I mean, I was going to talk about the 49ers. It would feel the same way. Um, you know, the, the history that's there between the Packers and and them. There's also their playoff history. I mean, honestly, what comes to mind for me is this season feels like 2020 Packers for the Cowboys. Now, it's not, I mean, Dak Prescott's 30 years old, which is, you know, not young, but he could potentially play for another, who knows, five to 10 years, maybe. But Dallas is not where Green Bay is. You got to remember, I think it was last year, they were talking about possibly moving on from from Dak. And I I think if the contract wasn't what it was, they may have. Um, It was pretty ugly. The other things to consider here is that there's talk also about Mike McCarthy potentially being fired after this year. But maybe the biggest thing is Dak Prescott is the best quarterback in football, at least based on his overall season. He, he kind of went through an unbelievable hot stretch between weeks four and weeks 12. And um, since then, he hasn't been quite as good. But the bottom line is Dak is playing well above his capabilities. He is having a very rare season that is unlikely to repeat itself. This happens for everybody. I mean, you know, again, we, we, you look at like Jair. Jair had that one super mega elite year. Now, he's still good, and I think he's going to continue to be a very good corner for a long time. Is he ever going to be the number one corner in football again? Probably not. That's that's Dak, though. Dak is there right now, and that was 2020 Aaron Rodgers. And, and it becomes a question of if we can't win this year, when are we ever going to win it? Our defense is elite. We have the number one quarterback in football. We have an unstoppable offense, and we can't get out of the freaking wild card against the Packers, who have a first-year quarter. I mean... It's it's like, you know, again, after the 2020 season for me, I just kind of sat back and said, I don't have any more answers. Every year you look at it and go, well, we're just missing this. If we just had this, if we just, I didn't have any answers. What do you do? If we couldn't win in 2020, it just felt like we weren't going to win. Because it's just, it's not, we haven't seen an offense like that since 2011, and it might have even been better than that. So, I mean, it's it's a big freaking deal for Dallas. It's a much bigger deal for Dallas than it is for Green Bay. Because they're just at a completely different point in their, you know, they've been trying for this for years. I mean, Dak has been at this since 2016 with zero Super Bowl appearances. And they go to the playoffs almost every year. Might be a slight exaggeration, but I mean, it's it's consistent. Especially when, when Prescott actually plays. Dalton was was the guy for a lot of one year that they didn't go to the playoffs. I mean, since Dak has been going in 2016, it's one, two, three, four times they've gone and two times they have not you just look at you know again we might be tearing down at the quarterback position you look at you know tyron smith you're, you you know you had this elite left uh, elite offensive line for many years tyron smith is 33 years old and zach martin is playing you know he's he's clearly fallen off since 2021 that was his last elite year he's basically done at also 33 years old so if you lose those two guys you don't have an offensive line anymore you got Stephon Gilmore playing as your top corner. He is 33 years old. I mean, you, you got some youth. I mean, you, you know, Dak can play for a while. CeeDee Lamb obviously is a very, very good football player. Micah Parsons is a guy, but you're losing, you know, Demarcus Lawrence. Just a top-tier pass rusher, but the dude's almost 32 years old. They, they, they don't just have to beat the Packers. They need to win a Super Bowl this year. This, I mean, this, this is it. This is the apex. So all that to say, yes, they absolutely need to, uh, they need to be nervous. This is a big freaking deal. Um, if, if the Packers win, that's just cherry on top of the cake. If we lose, we're still a great team with a lot to look forward to. Dallas is, is looking at maybe their, their one real good shot um, with the current team that they have before they have to kind of start trying to rebuild what they had. Hey, Ryan, from Virginia. I uh, hey. don't know if this will make it fourth game, but uh, I, I just, you know, I just felt like that game against the Bears was total Packer domination, which is weird because I looked after the game, you know, and it's it's seventeen to nine. Right. Like, we didn't blow the doors off. We didn't, you know, it was it was an eight point game for most of the game, you know, or less. And um, but it just still like it just felt like we dominated and. I was like, you know, we're going to get a bunch of crap for only beating the Bears 79 and stuff. I was like, you know, it's not going to, it's not going to be seen the way I'm seeing it, but it's just, I guess it's nice to see that, you know, in the podcast with you and Clayton and everybody else and even on the national media, the consensus is the same that, yeah. 
we dominated the Bears. I, I actually felt the same way. Like everyone's gonna say, "Oh, you." I, I saw one person say something about it. Um, it was a Dallas Cowboy, which I mean, obviously he's just not even paying attention. But he just showed like our last five games is like this is the team that we should be scared of. And granted, at a at a glance, you're looking at losing at the Giants, losing to Tampa, barely beating Carolina, and then like you know not really blowing out Minnesota or Chicago, winning kind of by smaller margins. Like yeah, I I I get what you're saying. But aside from that, it has been a general consensus. In fact, one of the things I want to play tomorrow early in the podcast is one of my favorite clips. Um, you know, the St. Brown brothers have a podcast. And both of those guys for, you know, a solid 60 seconds were just going on about like, dude, the Packers offense is for real. And even uh, St. Brown, who is a bear, you know, you could easily take the the tact of like that. Whatever, dude. They they barely scored any points against us. What? No, there was like no. They, he didn't. They didn't punt, not one time. Like their their offense is different. Is the phrasing that they used. And I'm glad to see that you know there's that consensus, even though the the score doesn't really show it. Um, and there's kind of those, you know, how well we did play. You know, we had a few mistakes, but um, and I don't know. I just I, I just think it's very weird. I guess because. It's weird that I felt that way about the game, and then it's you know it's weird that everybody feels this way that it was this dominant performance when you look at the final score. Um, yeah. You know, obviously yardage and that kind of stuff was way skewed in our favor, but um, yeah. Anyway, I'm just so pumped about the win. I'm very nervous about the Cowboys. I don't know that I should be. Um, you know, if if we beat them, there's a good chance Mike gets fired. So you know, we could we get Mike fired this uh, this weekend. Maybe that'll happen. But uh, I just. Or even comes to play again, I, I don't – we have a shot. So, anyway, go back to him. Yeah, I mean, I, I actually love how much respect the offense is getting. Um, how are we doing there? I'll, I'll get it for you. Um, the, the consensus seems to be – I mean, from anybody that's that's really watching the Packers' offense is that they look really good. And, and I mean, and that matches up with how we at least feel when we're watching it. And I've I've kind of been saying that for a while. Like I'm I'm just kind of stunned because I, I constantly anticipate negative plays in situations and they're not negative. You know, third downs in particular. It's like, man, this is you know, you're looking at like a third and seven. It's just like, I don't know. And then they they find somebody. I mean, Jordan either makes a really good good throw, somebody makes a good catch, or somebody's just wide open. The play calling, the quarterback play, the wide receiver tight end running back play. It just seems to be in a rhythm right now, and uh, we got the right guys, and and they're all operating at a high level, and it really, you know, again, I I think we all at this point feel a sense of comfort that at the very least, if they just don't shoot themselves in the foot, we've got an offense that can that can really take it to Dallas, and um, I mean, we know we have defensive players, so they can do it too. It's just a matter of we need that same thing. We need the play caller. We need the players. We need we need these guys in sync, and uh, you know playing, doing their best. And there's certainly an opportunity for the Packers to win this game. And again, I have no issue saying Dallas is better. And, I, you know, that might not even be true. I don't I don't care. That's not even the point. It doesn't matter. The bottom line is what I love, and I think what a lot of Packer fans love, is this team can compete. It's, it's, it's not like a massively fraudulent team. You know, like Minnesota, when they won a bunch of games kind of early, and then by the end of it, they were probably the fourth best team in the NFC North. I mean, I, maybe not the Bears, but they were awful. And the Packers and the um, the Lions were considerably better, but they had this great record that just kind of carried them. And then they got in and got blown out. And nobody, I mean, and that was against the Giants, which, again, were, were also a fraudulent team. Um, this just doesn't feel that way. Now, a lot of people probably think the Packers are going to have a hard time competing, and fair enough. But they're a team that can compete. They have, they have a quarterback and a play caller operating at a high level. We have Aaron Jones playing at an elite level. We have an offensive line that's starting to kind of play at a pretty good level. And at the very least, even if they're not blocking, Jordan and his ability to play under pressure has been remarkable. And I think the combination of Jordan navigating pressure and Aaron Jones navigating you know his situation makes the offensive line looks a little, look a little bit better than that it is. But who cares? The operation is working, whether it's the offensive, offensive line's credit or to everybody else's credit or some level of combination then you look at the wide receivers and again what did i say since week 12 we have three top 20 wide receivers i mean that's a reality in the end that's that's i'm not making this stuff up 
I mean, I'll tell you who's a bad football player. I'm just telling you the guys who watch every single snap of every single play, who are grading every single player, have come away with the reality that since the offense has been playing well, which you go back to week 9, 10, 11, 12-ish, whatever, whatever week in that range, we got three guys that are top 20-ish. That is remarkable. That's three number ones. We've been looking at this like, hey, we get, we might have like two or three number twos. Right now, they're acting like three number ones. I don't necessarily even expect that to continue. I'm just trying to illustrate what a high level the offense is playing at right now. So, again, hopefully they can continue that. Hey, Ryan. Steve up in Alaska. How's it going? Hey, good. Um, and hi to everybody else in Packerland, too. Um, just calling in to give my little opinion here on, on what we got going on with our coming up playoff game against the Cowboys. Oh, and by the way, I got sun in my house again. I noticed it for the first time today. The sun has cleared the mountains. I think I'm, we had clouds the last couple of days. So you got sun, I think dude? the 8th, January 8th, which, by the way, is my birthday. Rock on. 10 days out. Hey, um, happy birthday. I think that's when I get sun in my cabin every year. <laughs> I got about a, a month without sun, and then it comes back. Yes. But anyway, um, talking about the Cowboy game, uh, you know, I've heard some people saying, oh, you know, the Cowboys are just too good. You know, look how great they've been at home. Um I, you know, I think we got a real, real chance in this game. Um, Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones loves lighting up the Cowboys. He, yes. he loves playing in Dallas and lighting up the Cowboys. He's done it a bunch of times. Um, you look at the, the history of the Packers versus the Cowboys, and it's multiple quarterbacks because you can go back to Favre as well. We, we pretty much had the Cowboys numbers for, what, 20-something years now. Yeah. Um, Mike McCarthy, his, his tendencies to, you know, make bad, bad decisions late in games, you know, clock management, play calling, you know, so there's a chance that if the game's tight, McCarthy does something squirrely and, and gives us a, a good opportunity to take the game. Yeah, improvements as everybody's talking and we've all seen the last couple games, the improvements with the defensive play. I, you know, we have a lot of wide receivers here all of a sudden. We got a lot of pass catchers everywhere. You know, we're looking like, you know, the the early or the, the 2000 team in the going into 2010, that era where we always had four top level pass catchers, you know, across the board, whether they're running backs or, or tight ends or wide receivers. We had at least four, sometimes six, seven. Um, the envy of the league when it came to pass catching players, it, it's just, we don't. We got a lot going for us, and the pressure is all on Dallas. Yeah, all the pressure is on Dallas. Dak is two and four in the playoffs. He didn't have a winning record. He hasn't done well in the playoffs, and you know his only wins have been against teams that are eh. Now we might be an eh team, but we're an eh team that's had their number. So I think we got a I think we got a chance of stealing one here if if we can get into Dallas and, and just you know. Heck, we got nothing to lose. We're not even supposed to be in the playoffs. So we're there. We already got a victory for the season. Everything after that's just the toppings on top of the Sunday, you know. We win this one and we get a little, we get some Oreos sprinkled on top. We win the next one, maybe we get a little extra chocolate fudge or some caramel on top. That's, that's <laughs> each one is just a little more on top of the Sunday that we got a part two, Steve. We don't. So um First of all, the Dak Prescott thing, I was looking at it as you were um as you had mentioned that. You're right about Dak Prescott. I mean, his his first year in twenty sixteen, he played against the Green Bay Packers and he played a really good game. He got an eighty-four PFF grade, twenty-four completions, sixty-three percent completion rate, three hundred and two yards, three touchdowns, and a pick. Since then, though, because you can filter by just postseason, his postseason grades have been sixty-eight, fifty-nine, and sixty-four. So he played in 2018. He played two different games, um, Seattle and L.A. Again, so he had, um, in the two games, uh, 492 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. One big-time throw, two turnover-worthy plays. Again, about a 68 grade. Again, in uh, 2021, he came back, just played the one game at a 59 grade, 53% completion rate. This was against San Francisco in the, in a, in the wild card. 254 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. And then 2022, so this is year three for him. Last year, he actually did play really well the first week against Tampa, uh, had an 88 grade, and then the next week was a 39, which balances out to a 65. So he's had a couple good games, 
But as far as just his overall performance in the postseason, it really is just not very good. And then I just kind of want to elaborate on this a little bit. Now, you know what? I'll save it for tomorrow. It's fine. Um, But the other thing I wanted to mention is I I think there's a lot more to the we have their number thing than is maybe uh, realized. I mean, just look at the little um, trio of Shanahan guys. We'll leave out the Miami guy because I don't know. He's relatively new. But you got Matt LaFleur, you got McVay, and you got Shanahan. McVay cannot beat LaFleur. LaFleur cannot beat Shanahan. And I don't know if it's just aptitude or or what the situation is, but obviously there's a familiarity and there's a style of play, and it kind of just seems like, and I know defense is also involved also, but you know there's a familiarity there with these guys, and I just think Matt LaFleur kind of has McVay's number, and I think Shanahan kind of has LaFleur's number. He knows how to beat him. He knows his tendencies. He knows him better than he knows himself kind of a thing, and there there is something to be said for you know, just, just having a hard time beating certain, I mean, like the Packers and the Lions, it doesn't necessarily matter that the Lions were the quote unquote worst team. It's, it's style of play, you know, the, the Lions being a more physical team, et cetera, et cetera, that it's just difficult as far as a matchup is concerned for the Packers, because it's not even so much good and bad. It's not just a linear chart. I think that's a factor, but I think matchup is also a factor that we kind of just sort of ignore. And if we assume that that is a factor, it seems to be leaning one way. The Packers play Dallas better than Dallas plays the Packers. So if you had to guess, you would probably say advantage Packers in terms of, you know, style of play and how that matches up. Anyways, I don't know how we're 20 minutes in already, but why don't we take our first break? I'll try to speed this up a little bit as far as my chitter chat. We'll come back and hear from Pac-Man Jersey Jim. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Ryan, Pac-Man Jersey Jim. What's up, man? Bit a bit, buddy. Um, not taking a hiatus. I listen to the show every day religiously. Um, just want to wish you and everybody at Packer Net Network a happy new year. Thank you. Um, I've been listening and I'm getting these, uh, theories about the, uh, Packer jersey curse. Yeah. Um, which I never really believed in, but I'm starting to get a different angle on it. There we go. Um, recently I had acquired two Jordan. You don't have to believe to participate. That's, let's just put it that way. Well, jerseys for Christmas. Um, our first road game since then, I wore the, uh, road love jersey naturally. Yep. And, uh, we put a pretty good, you know, what whooping on them. And the next week I wore the, uh, home one. So I'm starting to think that maybe, <laughs> maybe it's not uh, a curse, but there could be a positive side to this. A, uh, let's say a blessing. Cause it's like, it kind of says if you're home or away, there's always love. And, uh, I really do believe in this team now. And, uh, despite 
<laughs> uh, Jersey Mike going to Dallas, which I think <laughs> might be a bad idea. I'm going to wear my Jordan Love jersey. All right. The road one. And uh, let's go pack go, because I think we can take these guys out. Um, they're not that brilliant. They're susceptible, just like any other team. Sure. And uh, so are the Niners. I got to do a little research, but I'm uh, pretty sure these guys lost to similar teams that we have lost to. So I'm going to keep an eye on that. And uh, like I said, go Pack Go. Love Packer Nation. Let's go. Yeah, I should also point out that the Packers are 2-0 and since uh, my son and I started doing our live stream. So um, I feel like the Packers did better this past week against the Bears, especially the offense, but I mean, the defense was still fantastic. And we had more people in that stream. So we're going to need as many people on this stream, especially to counteract, you know, Jersey Mike. So, you know, we, we, we cracked 100 people on that stream. I, you know, for a playoff game, can we get to 200 this week? Well, that's a pick. That's a pick. Pick six. Oh, my goodness. Houston is just destroying Cleveland. Looks like Houston is moving on. It's still early, but it's freaking over. Sorry, Flacco. That kind of sucks. I like Houston, but I was kind of pulling for Flacco because Houston's kind of like the Packers. They're young. They got a brand spanking new quarterback. They're going to be a pretty good, formidable team for a long time. I mean, they're just getting started, man. I mean, bye-bye to the early picks, but still. But, you know, Flacco getting one more swing at it, it would have been kind of cool. Tell you what, C.J. Stroud, Jordan Love, Super Bowl. Two new top quarterbacks in the league making a statement. I like that plan better. But yeah, let's, uh, don't forget to join us on the stream tomorrow, all right? Very, very muy, muy importante. It'll be on YouTube. It'll be on Twitter X thing. It'll be on Facebook. Be there or be a contributing factor to us losing. That's just how that goes. Hey, Ryan Jenner from California. Hey. Hey, man, I just got a new car. Nice. I didn't get anything flashy. I got a car that's like a good commuter. Sure. I got one of those electric bolts, right? Or, right. uh, cause I drive a lot. And with the amount of miles I put in, cause I put in a lot of miles, I'm a super commuter. Uh, it's gonna save me like, you know, thousands a year on gas and gas bikes, right? Cause California, sure. they, gas prices are higher here. We pay like 60 cents more than everybody else cause of our, like state tax for sure. gas, right? So I got this car and uh, I never had a car with the uh, Apple CarPlay, right? The coolest thing is I have my podcast on and I got this giant 12 by maybe six screen that just does Packernet podcast. Yes. And it's just, I can't help but smile looking down when <laughs> your podcast is on the uh, screen there. So That's awesome. Just wanted to let you know, uh, we appreciate you and this season's been real fun. It's a season of optimism, and uh, I'm just glad I got to do it all listening to your podcast and Clayton and uh, doing the fantasy uh, uh, the fantasy football uh, league with uh, Jacob and all that. Better. Uh, so, you know, just having lots of fun. I uh, hope this offense can put up 40 on the Cowboys <laughs> so yeah. we don't have to worry about Joe Barry. <laughs> Uh, but I don't know if 40 would be enough. We'll just have to see, <laughs> but I don't know, man. I just, I'm just excited and I'm thankful and I'm okay if we don't win. And if we do win, it's bonus. And then all I, all I can think of like, and he won't say it because he's too humble. I just, if somehow we pull off the win, I just want Jordan Love to go up to Mike and say, can you hear me now? Yeah. And then just walk off. <laughs> or just, uh, you know, just say something where he's like, you guys, you guys, you guys said a lot of bad things about me. And then just say, I have, you got one week. And then just walk off or just say something dramatic. But <laughs> all right, that's all I got. Thankful. Bye. Yeah, that's pretty dope about the car, man. I'm I'm uh I'm digging all the technological upgrades and all the new vehicles. Of course, I probably will not be getting any new vehicles for quite a long time, but still, it's it's very cool. I'm glad your car allows you and helps you to enjoy the podcast. But yeah, like I've said, I mean that the the biggest 
disappointment with the loss, which I mean, it's going to be it's going to be one of those things. I think for all of us, it's going to take a, a solid twenty four hours. As much as we've been talking about, like, oh, it's fine, it's house money and all that. At least for me, it's it's going to be it's going to take me a minute to kind of get over the the crushing sadness that always comes every year. But um, again, I, I think the biggest disappointment is that we can't do this anymore. You know, it's like, oh man, it's really over. I feel like it just started. I remember it not felt like not even that long ago we we're sitting there saying, I can't believe football's finally here. Like it's actually happening, and now it's freaking done. So, um, and again, I love the off season and I'm excited to turn to the off season. I, I just think the part that sucks and, and I, I genuinely think there'll be less of this, but the part that sucks is I get so many people that reach out that say, thank you so much for everything you did this year and all that, but I just got to check out, I'll check back in on August. And it's like, bro, you're breaking my heart, man. <laughs> I don't want to be dramatic, but it's like, don't leave, man. We got, we got work to do. Don't leave me. It's not even just about like, it's not the numbers, the numbers dip. I mean, that's, that's fine. I just... I don't want people to be so disengaged and so bummed out. I get being bummed out. Give yourself a week, but come back. Especially now, I hope people do that. I hope you recognize, like, dude, we are just getting started, and we got to start looking in the offseason as this is... You got you to understand, like, why is the team where it is right now? It's because of the work they do in the offseason. There's nothing that happens, almost nothing that happens in the regular season that got us to where we are. We didn't get Jordan Love in the regular season. We didn't get Christian Watson or Jaden Reed or Dentavian Wicks in the regular season. We didn't get Devondre Campbell in the regular season. We get these guys in the offseason. Free agency, the draft. And we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk a lot about it. We're going to find out who these guys are. We're gonna, and, and then once we actually go through these things, we can start talking about how that's going to impact the, uh, the season. We're going to talk about you know, the upcoming schedule and how that's going to look and, and opponents and everything else. I mean, it's just, don't leave. <laughs> I don't, you know, I want the calls to keep coming in. I want to start talking about this stuff. I want to get excited. And we have every reason to be excited. Maybe the Packers and the Texans are probably the two teams that should be the most excited about their futures because they are set up in a really fantastic situation. Hey, yo, Ryan, it's Uncle Rico. Hey, hey I know this is old news and it's probably not a topic anymore, but I'm, like I said, I'm running late. I was just listening to your podcast and right. Wildy and Homer were on there and and uh, Homer, I don't know about that guy anyway <laughs> about Jair and I think what y'all lose sight of is that it what Jair did the, the captain's thing and whatnot it wasn't yeah. with malicious intent I mean, was it stupid? Yep yeah. should you have done it? Nope well it, and that that's that is kind of a point that I think went completely like nobody even considered it right i i think it was just assumed that it was malicious it was assumed that he did it to spit in matt lafleur's face and to spit in the team's face and you know that's a possibility but the fact that we almost didn't discuss for one second the question of whether or not they just didn't really consider the ramifications the team and i say they because it wasn't just a jair thing it was a team thing the team encouraged him to do it, and even not only not only that, they had him go out and actually call the coin toss. So I, I feel like it's one of these. You know, th- there was a uh, there was a couple times in school, and you got you, you, again. We're talking about grown adults, not little kids. But there have been a couple times. I remember one time we had a uh, like a fire drill, and there's all these. Things, you got to line up against the wall, and da 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 da. And then you go outside. Now there there was steps on when you go outside too. You're supposed to go out to the field or something. Well, as soon as we got outside, me and some friends just booked it. We're, oh no, we're on fire! Ah! We started rolling around in the grass. And then I get up and I turn around, and there's my teacher and like you know the majority of my class standing there lined up, shaking their head at me. And it's like, oh no. Now, if you didn't know, you'd think what a douchebag. Like he's just gonna run off and just disru- you know. Like, he doesn't care about his teacher or his classmates. He doesn't care about anything. That's not true. I just wasn't thinking. It was a bad judgment call. I forgot about the next step. I probably should have thought that that was a bad idea anyways. I don't know why I thought it was just recess during a... uh, But I did. I just It was stupid. It was a stupid thing that I did. But it was not malicious. And I think it falls more into that category. That's what I genuinely think. Did he mean to harm the team? No. He wasn't trying to harm the team. He's trying to help in his way. I mean... Should have, should he have been punished? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he should have been, but he wasn't trying to do the team harm. I agree. He was trying to 
you know, in his mind, I'm sure it was a good thing. Get the defense fired up. Whatever his intent was, it was not malicious. Uh, so just wanted to put in my two cents two weeks late, three weeks late, whatever. <laughs> Malik kind of guy. All right. Go pack go. We're in the playoffs this weekend. We're taking down the Cowboys. It's going to be so weird. Love y'all. We go out. Yeah. And again, my, my interpretation is even slightly different than that. Not that it really matters because it could be any of these things. I, I didn't even see it as maybe him trying to help the team. I kind of thought, saw it more as he wanted to be a captain. The coach essentially said no, because it was already set. If he even talked to the coach, whatever, it's irrelevant part of the story. And I think the teammates, the team members, um, encouraged him like, just come on, let's, you know, it'll be fine. Like, just do it. Or at the very least, Jair was like, hey, you think it would be cool if I did this? And they're like, yeah, that's fine. And I think it was in, in a situation of Jair's goofy character just kind of crossing a line. And and I agree that it crossed a line. I agree he should have been punished. I think there needed to be a reaction. And it seems like it's been good for the team to kind of recognize like, hey, you know, th- there is an authority issue here. And there needs to be an understanding that if you cross the line, there are repercussions. Self-expression is one thing, but but you cross the line. And, I, and again, I think it was... I think it was okay. Seems to have worked out pretty well. All right, let's take our final break. We'll come back and hear from Nate, who I think has some stuff to get off his chest. We'll be right back. Hey, Ryan, it's Nate. Hey. Um, been a while since I called in. Um, uh, I, I, I called in uh, a while before this last game just uh, to see if you thought I should test the curse. Well, uh, I was kind of forced to. I was with family um, and a couple friends watching the game, so like obviously I wasn't able to just turn the game off, and I couldn't just like walk into the other room and be weird. So I had to watch the whole thing. I really feel like me watching the game uh, is what was putting that game in jeopardy, and why we kept uh, you know finding ways to almost uh, almost yeah. give the Bears back sure. um, the opportunity to to come back and beat us. So. Um, I still don't know if I'm going to watch the playoffs, but I also just had to call to like talk to Bears fans. I'm hoping there's at least a couple of you listening right now. Can we please, please not do this off season thing that you do every year? It's so, it's so damn old. Uh, I, I, I don't want to do it again. And I know it's going to happen. I know it's going to happen because right now you're, it's the, it's the same cycle every year with you people. All right, you're right now is the point when you're you're all collapsing in on yourselves, and you're gonna you're gonna say, "Yep, everybody is right. We we suck. Um, we we all got too hyped up." And you're you're honest for the only time of the season, but that's gonna fade away. That's gonna fade away right around the time of the draft, probably before the draft, when you all start doing your 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 scouting, and and you're gonna quote unquote watch the tape, even though your idea of watching tape is watching a highlight reel which doesn't show you anything it just shows you the good plays they haven't oh have good plays i don't know i can't get it through to you i i've tried talking to you people about it i can't get that there's so many things wrong with you that i i just don't have time for it on this on this packernet after dark phone call so let's just stick to the can we just not? Can we skip the part where you start saying like we're oh we just need two pieces? We're gonna get this draft and we're gonna you're gonna go out there. We're gonna find those guys in the, in the NFL and and Flutes is gonna bring in free agents and we got so much money. You know, except in your stupid and cheap and oh, in, in your stupid sausage chugging accent that I can't stand. Oh, stop bears, stop bears. Yeah, that's yeah. Okay, it, I just I'm getting heated now, man. I'm getting heated now. <sighs> just don't do it this year. Just don't do it because you know what's going to happen is you're going to you're going to put all these receipts out there just like you did last year. Do you like that feeling? Do you like Packer fans? Do you like us having these receipts to just throw in your face on Twitter and these these clips of your podcast to just throw all over yeah. the place? Do you like that feeling? I gotta ask because it really, really feels like you do. So just f-ing stop. Three minutes got him. He's got a second part, but I just want to add I've said that numerous times. You're doing this to yourselves. Oh my goodness. He made the extra point. 
Oh, guy cheated and jumped off sides and still missed the block. Oh, my goodness. This is a slaughter. But but I, I, listen, this is also why I don't feel bad when I'm dropping receipts in your face. You do this to yourself. And now we've got so many people saying, like, Justin Fields is the guy. We just need one more. Everybody's saying it now. Everybody. I, I, I'm, I'm on YouTube. Everybody's saying you should just trade back. He just needs pieces. Bro, how many freaking more pieces? DJ Moore's a top wide receiver. I, I It was, um oh, uh, Cutler and uh, Long. I forget which Long, but one of the Long guys, I think, I think is who it was. They were doing some kind of a podcast. And they were just, oh, yeah, I mean, nobody, you put anybody in this offense, what are they going to do? Are you kidding me? Put Jordan Love in that offense, and they're going to be better. DJ Moore is like a top 10 wide receiver this year. I've conceded I was wrong about him. You got your top 10 wide receiver. He played like a top 10 wide receiver. I was told if you got that, along with all your offensive line upgrades, that we were going to see something. Oh, we're going to see something. We didn't see Jack Squad. You suck. And it's your quarterback holding you back. He's not good. And we've been over this before. Like, oh, well, he just can't do it. Bro, there are metrics that isolate these things. I can look at how your quarterback plays when there's no pressure. So shut up about the freaking pressure. You can't even use the no weapons thing anymore. So what are we dealing with here? And your defense started to, to pick it up and get a bunch of picks down the stretch. So what's going on? What, do you, what are we even blaming? Well, he needs two elite wide receivers. Oh, shut the... Shut up. Almost had to bleep button myself. I hope you idiots do it. I, I hope you do it again. Just trade back. Get another wide receiver and let Justin Fields not throw it to him. That's a great plan. He can scramble around and get tackled for a loss, and he can throw picks, and he can just not make the right decisions and the right reads, and you go get a new offensive coordinator that's going to try to fix that, and you can't fix that because the guy's processor is just too freaking slow. He can't hit guys with, with, with any amount of timing or anticipation. He just doesn't have the ability to do it. And there have been tape breakdowns and tape breakdowns for three years now telling you exactly what his problem is and why it's not working. And nobody wants to listen. Everybody wants to blame everybody else because you dug in so hard on Justin Fields, you just can't see anything else. And every year you get more and more and more, right? Every year you just keep adding and adding and adding to this team. And the team keeps improving. And Justin does not. He is holding your freaking team back. But I good, keep him, keep him. Just freaking keep him. I don't care. I want you to pass on, I mean, again, almost anybody. By the way, the other thing is apparently now Caleb Williams is a bust. I don't know he's going to be good, but the new like smartest guy in the room take is that Caleb Williams is a bust, and I think that's stupid. I think that's absolutely stupid. The guy had like two bad games. And then you had, what was it? Greg Gabriel is like, oh, he fell off after that game against Notre Dame or whatever. It's like, first of all, no, he didn't. And the game before that was also a bad game. He had two bad games. I think it was Notre Dame was the second bad game. And then he actually played quite well after that down the stretch. So I don't know what you're talking about. He has generational arm talent and that's not disputed. Of course, there are questions on whether this is the other thing I saw people talking about was, well, it's such a risk. It's such a risk. It is a risk, but it's a risk worth taking. It's like that clip I played of that the the ex-Bears player who sat there and said, I want what they have. If you want what we have, the Green Bay Packers have, if you want Jordan Love, you better go find him because you don't have him. You know what? It's not risky to keep Justin Fields. You're right. It's a low risk strategy. In fact, there's no risk. You're not risking getting a guy worse than Justin Fields, but you're also never going to win a Super Bowl. You will never win a Super Bowl with Justin Fields. You know how I know that? Because you had an elite, elite, maybe the best defense in the last decade in 2018. You had very, very, very good weapons on that team, and you had Mitch Trubisky, who was a better quarterback than Justin Fields, and they couldn't get it done. No way. No way. Are you getting this done with Justin Fields? I don't give a crap that the guy can run. What a freaking stupid thing. Who gives a crap? You have to throw as a quarterback. You want to run so bad? Spend a, a first-round pick on a, on a running back. Go buy one in free agency or something. I mean, it's so stupid with you guys in running. You know why you suck? Because you're so focused on running and defense because you still think it's 1986. I know you're stuck in the past. But if you want to win, you got to throw and you got to be really, really, really good at it. Not just like kind of good. Not just, hey, check out these highlight reels. Look, he did it that one time. Who gives a crap? Anyway, sorry, this is your rant. I won't, I won't interrupt your rant. I mean, I did, but, but I'm sorry about that. Stupid <laughs> cut me off. Okay, my guy was, let me just finish this up. Just yep. don't do it this year. Just don't do it this year, okay? 
Um, I don't want to, I don't want to hear about it. Nobody wants to hear about it. It's, it's so, it's so over the top tiring at this point. It's so 10, 10, you guys, 10 games, 10 games we've played against you. You haven't won a single fucking one. 10. Do you, that is so embarrassing for you. So stop thinking that your team is what it's not. You're not a good football team right now. You don't have a quarterback. You have an offensive wide receiver and a running back. That's that's pretty much it. Like, I'll give you Roshan Johnson. I liked him in the draft. I wanted him. But he's, you know, he's a running back. It's it's not a running back league anymore. Like, cool, you got a running back. That's probably the least valuable position on the offense. Uh, a case could be made for the right guard position. That's pretty useless position, but... <laughs> You know, okay, so you got a wide receiver and you got your running back. You don't really have much of an offensive line. You know, you can, so I, you got to prioritize that in the draft. You're going to have to build up this offensive line, but you're going to have to burn that number one overall pick on a quarterback if you have any sort of sense in you, because clearly Fields is not the guy. You need so many pieces. It's fing wild to me. It's wild to me that every year you think you're going to like jump to the top of this division with how many pieces you need. You can have all the money in the NFL and you, you always have such a high amount of cap space that you think you're going to do something with it. And yet you bring in nothing. What did you get? A linebacker this year? Like that's, that's your big upgrade. Probably the only guy who actually had a halfway decent season is Tremaine Edmonds. Like that's, that's what you're going to plant your flag on. That's, that's what you're going to come to me with. We we got a linebacker again on the defense. Probably one of the least valuable positions. Stop prioritizing running backs and linebackers. They don't mean anything. All right, I gotta I gotta get out of here. I feel like I've been taking up everybody's time too much here. But I'm just I'm fucking sick of you fucking deep dish loving thinking that your team is what it's not. So don't do it this year. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to do the same like you guys just throwing out these receipts just. You know, coming at us with all these like hot takes that are not hot takes. It is, it is fucking exhausting to me. It's fucking exhausting, and I don't want to do it. So, uh, with that, go pack, go Bears. Fucking suck, and you guys are going to suck for probably at least another five to ten years. I uh, yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself. I have a feeling Nate has been on social media arguing with Bears fans uh, today. Is is my assumption? Craig, how you? Well, I better pause this TV so it's not blasted. All right, go ahead, Craig. Hey, Ryan, it's Craig from Indiana. Hey. Uh, getting uh, excited about the game coming up on Sunday. I um, I think like most people, I'm not necessarily expecting us to win. hope it's a, a good game. But the more I thought about that, I, I started looking at their losses this year um, from the Cowboys. So they did lose, what, five games, it looks like. Arizona, 28-16. to 16. They lost to, uh, obviously, we're better than Arizona. Uh, San Francisco, they got blown out 42 to 10. I'm not saying we're as good as San Francisco, but, um, you know, 42 to 10 is, is pretty embarrassing. Uh, Philadelphia beat them 28 to 23. I think right now we're playing bit better than Philly. Uh, Buffalo beat them 31 to 10. Um, and then Miami was 22 to 20. Um, but, and I, I think we're playing very similar kind of the Miami and Buffalo. Maybe Buffalo is a little hotter right now, but, um, and then, you know, you got the Detroit game where Detroit really should have beat them. Um, so I'm just looking at who they lost to and other than probably San Francisco, the others I think were either better than or on par with. So I do realize that these, I think were all away games and they're undefeated at home. So that is a, something that we need to consider, but, um, you know, they're beatable. They're not like, uh, the undefeated Patriots yeah. who also ended up getting beat in the Super Bowl. Um, I'm not that nervous about them, but uh, I know it'll be a tall task, but I think, uh, I think we could pull it up. So, uh, and then I just wanted to end with, uh, ding dong, the curse is dead. The curse is dead. The curse is dead. Ding dong, the third round curse is dead. <laughs> Way to go, Trucker Craft. Man, Trucker. what a great back half of the season he had. So as much as I wanted us to move out of the third round because of our curse last year, yep. I'm certainly glad we didn't do that. So I think we found uh, found a good one. So uh, have a good one, Ryan. Thank you for all your work. Go back, go. 
Yeah, and that's you know part of the reason why it's it's like you know we we joke about we should just trade out of the third, but I don't know that that was ever like a serious thing. At least it shouldn't have been a serious thing because eventually you're going to hit that freaking thing, you know. <laughs> and uh, I'm glad for whatever reason it does seem the curse is dead. I know Gudukuns has made some comments about changing their process and everything, which is great. Hopefully they stick to that. Because I'll tell you what, I like Goot in the first round. I like Goot in the second round. I like him in the fourth round, the fifth round, and the sixth round. And I'm coming around to him in the seventh round. In fact, I think he does a pretty good job in uh, undrafted uh, with the undrafted free agents. The only one I don't like is the third round. So if he found a way to start hitting on third round picks, I, I don't know. It's just, it's, he's, it's cheating at this point. It's just freaking cheating. Ryan, Kyle from Madison, what's up, what's dude? Up? So, I want to give a prediction of a different nature. Sure. Like, this is not a type I can bet on. So I hope this makes it before the game, because I kind of think it's funny. Yeah, but I gotcha. I want to kind of do a prediction slash impression of, <laughs> you know how they always do the cheesy, like, voiceover hike thing for a minute before the game? Sure, yeah. So, here's my prediction for the pregame little hype promo where they do the voiceover, okay? So first, yep. set the stage. You're going to pay somebody like Sam Elliott. You know, I, I hope I that he's that still is. alive. I hope so. If not, I'm really sorry. Sam but like Elliott. Sam Elliott, you know, from Tombstone, he's got that walrus mustache. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Does all the cowboy voiceovers type of thing. So you're going to get him. Then you're going to show some, like, sepia tone, mm-hmm. um, Lambo, and somehow try to make Jerry World look historic in any way, which is impossible. Sure. Then you got the tumbleweeds. And then the little um, cowboy thing where it's like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. You know, like the dual music. And the voiceover is going to go like something like this. Excuse the Sam Elliott impression, but I got to go for it anyway. It's a story tradition. Two teams battling for historic rights and bragging rights. Will love come to town to hate on the cowboy's chances? Or will the Cowboys battle back the talented bandits from the north? It's the Cowboys Packers next on Fox. Boom. Book it. Book, book it. That's what it's going to sound like. All right? Just, just let me all know, please. I like it. And that was pretty good. I tell you what. I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk to the robot. I gave it some instructions, and I'm going to see what the robot comes up with. Who's the voice actor? And give me the script. So the robot went with uh, very, very safe play here. And you guys you guys can uh, feel free to call in and, and let me know whether uh, Kyle from Madison won the battle or whether the robot won, okay? We're going with James Earl Jones. I don't think I can do a James Earl Jones impression. Dude's voice is so deep, it's ridiculous. See, now, see, now you got me digging a little bit too deep. Let me, uh, <laughs> let me play you this. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to end up finishing this or not. But I just got started, and I'll read you the rest of it. We'll see if I end up finishing this whole promo. But here's what I have so far. This is James Earl Jones cutting a promo for Packers vs. Cowboys. In a showdown of titans, the Green Bay Packers, led by the swift-footed Aaron Jones and the shark-minded Jordan Love, journey into the heart of Texas. They face the Dallas Cowboys, commanded by the strategic... That's it. That's what I got. All right. So this is, in a showdown of Titans, the Green Bay Packers, led by the swift-footed Aaron Jones and the sharp-minded Jordan Love, journey into the heart of Texas. They face the Dallas Cowboys, commanded by the strategic Dak Prescott and the unstoppable force Micah Parsons. Two teams, one goal, victory in the playoffs. Witness the clash of wills, the battle of strategy, and the relentless pursuit of glory. Who will rise? Who will fall? The stage is set. The players are ready. This is more than a game. It's a legacy in the making. Join us as legends are born on the gridiron. This is Packers vs. Cowboys, a playoff battle you can't afford to miss. Yeah, could be a little better, but I think it's pretty solid. Pretty spot on. But all right, let's do one more, and uh, we're going to get up out of here. Hey, Ryan. Beautiful Brazil here. What's up? So I was just listening to the today. And we were talking about um, how much value we had in the draft this year, like a bunch of picks. And it got me thinking. Um, Bill Malcolm is, is obviously the easy one today and a, a good late ball pick. But so is Rishi Walker. That's yeah. Yeah, yeah, pretty yeah, yeah, yeah. solid, good football. 
Yeah, that's that's a seventh round pick. I keep forgetting to mention when I when I go on my seventh round pick diatribes. I tell you what, man. I've I've always been a big fan of Ted Thompson. I mean, again, he didn't the the last couple of years of his tenure, the the draft picks and everything, the the free agency, it was it was pretty appalling. But Ted Thompson was a great GM. He's the reason we have. Um, uh, Aaron, I kept wanting to say Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, and so many other amazing players, BJ Raji and Clay Matthews in the same draft class. I mean, what an amazing back to back, or not back to back, but two first round picks and um, many, 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 many years of of great Packers play thanks to that guy. But I tell you what, Gutekunst just continues to amaze me, and I know I gush over him so much it 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 becomes kind of silly, but. Just the more I think about it, I, I just seventh round picks don't work. I can't even say that anymore because of Gutekunst. We have a left tackle that's played all year, who's a seventh, a second year seventh round pick. It's ridiculous. Now we didn't we didn't draft Bo Melton, but he's on our team now. So we have two seventh round picks that are producing and playing at a fairly high level that are a relatively big part of the reason we even are where we are right now. And that's assuming that none of the other seventh round picks pan out, which would be my expectation. But I mean, we got a seventh round wide receiver waiting in the wings. We got a seventh round safety that's been playing all year, not very well. But I just, I don't know. I, I can't even talk trash about seventh round picks anymore. Um, not really, but decent, a decent left tackle. When you talk, when you start thinking about every single pick that we made. Not even every pick, but when every player on our team, especially the offense, will pick, and there's a lot of big two picks here. So we have Zach Tom, we have Ellen Jones, we have uh, Dobbs, we have Wicks. So we have Bill Nelson, we have Lucy Walker, as I said, we have John Ryan, which I don't know, maybe if you get all the starters, you have more than half. And that's a lot because these players don't get much, much cap hit. They don't have a really large cap hit. They have really good players and it's in development. So, and I feel like the late long picks players are more grateful to the teams. Like, yeah. okay, I was at the second round, I could be in the free agent and you draft me. So, I, I feel like they're more, I don't know how to play. But they care more, you know? You want to prove something. Right. So, I just want to see that Brian Lincoln is awesome. And he doesn't get near them enough credit that I can see, you know? So, for now, for this year, since I realize that, all, all, the mock draft that I'm going to do, I'm going to do funny rounds, and I don't care because our offense is pretty good, and it's almost every player on the team. So, <laughs> yeah. Like it. All right. A little hard to understand that, but I'm going to pick through what I was able to understand. Again, we kind of talked about the seventh round guys already. Um, as far as the gratefulness, I, I completely get what you're saying. You know, you got to remember, you watch some of these shows on draft night or whatever, first round picks, they know that they're going. I mean, some of them, they're not sure if it'll be round one or round two. They get kind of disappointed falling around round two, whatever. And there's always going to be, I mean, look at Rashawn Gary, unbelievably grateful to the Packers, right? You're the ones that that pick me, but it's it's... It's almost a matter of like, if you didn't, I was getting picked a pick or two later. Like, it's, it's whatever. Some of these guys, they don't know if they're getting drafted. They don't even know if they're going to the NFL. They might not get picked up even after the draft. Like, it's it's panic time. And so you're sitting there and, and you know, like, you probably heard some projections as high as the fourth round, and you don't get picked in the fourth. You don't get picked in the fifth. You don't get picked in the sixth. Seventh round is coming around, and you're like, bro, like, it might be over. I don't know. I'm I'm assuming I'll at least get picked up as an undrafted free agent and you know they'll throw a little bit of money at me but it's going to be tough and you got a team that swoops in and and genuinely believes in you and drafts you not just you know picks you up later for a couple pennies to see what you can do as a as a free agent but actually invests in you as a draft pick I mean that's that's a big deal and and I could understand how some people potentially could um want to battle a little bit more so we're going to need those 7th round picks today no doubt about it, especially our left tackle. They've got some pass rushers over there that uh, are pretty scary. And if the offensive line can hold up, we got a real good shot at this thing. So you guys have a great night. I say today as though this is tomorrow. So you're probably listening tomorrow anyways, which is Sunday. Have a great night. Have a great day. 
Nerves are just starting to hit me all of a sudden. Chiefs game is just about to start for me, so you guys have a good night. I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye. 